Welcome to the Shari Tzedek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Here you'll find a live recording of just about every sermon, Devar Torah, teaching, or story from our Arab Shabbat and High Holy Day services. We know that you wish you could be with us more often, and we understand life getting in the way is not a bad thing. To live Jewishly is to understand that just as important as it is that Judaism happens in the synagogue, it's even more important to live Jewishly in your home and on your way. So here we are, in your home, on your way, maybe even on your morning run. If you ever have any questions or want to continue the discussion, let one of us know, and make sure you check out our live stream and YouTube channel for more ways that Shari Tzedek is available to you on demand. Keep an eye on your shofar and email so that when you're able, you can be with us as well. Looking forward to seeing you soon. This week's Torah portion, Shmini, contains the 11th chapter of Leviticus, which gives us the laws of kashrut, keeping kosher. In it, we read, The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying to them, Speak to the Israelite people thus, These are the creatures that you may eat from among the land animals. Any animal that has true hoofs with clefts through the hooves, and that chews the cud, right? Animals that chew their food, swallow their food, regurgitate that swallowed food, chew it again, swallow it again, Glad it's not us. Those are the animals that you may eat. And it follows with a list of animals like the camel and the hare that chew their cud but do not have split hooves. But then we have the one animal that has split hooves but doesn't chew its cud, the pig. Wait, hold on. I'm getting a phone call. I wouldn't normally do this, but since I just started, I'm worried there might be a problem with the stream or with public access. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh no. Apparently the IRS needs my social security number in order to send me my most recent refund. That's really odd. I didn't get a refund this year. Oh wait, now I'm getting a text. Oh, ooh, it's Netflix. Apparently, they're giving a free month to everyone because of COVID. All I have to do is click this strange-looking link. Oh, now I got an email. Oh, that's really odd. It's from me. And apparently, I need eBay gift cards in order to help congregants in need. That's funny. I don't remember emailing myself, and the email isn't even my address, but who am I to question such an email? All right, you probably figured out I did not just get a phone call, a text, or an email. But we've all gotten those calls, texts, and emails. And we're probably starting to get a whole lot more of them. I must have 50 cars for how many car warranties have expired. And believe, I, the, the latest one I love because they say, your credit card company, Visa, MasterCard, or Discover is on... <laughs> Works for everyone. But believe it or not, at least according to the rabbis of the Talmud, these scams have a lot in common with the pig. While there are many animals that are not permitted to eat, the pig, we know, gets more attention than any of them. And here's why. 
all of those other land animals that are not kosher, camels, rabbits, horses, whatever they are, whether or not they chew their cud, some do, some don't, but none of them have cloven hooves. So just by looking at the animal, you know that it's not kosher. But the pig, the pig looks kosher. While it does not chew its cud, it does have cloven hooves. And at least according to Rabbi Hizda in the Talmud, it is the only animal in existence that has cloven hooves but doesn't chew its cud. And Rabbi Hizda is so sure, he says that if you see an animal that you've never seen before, a brand new animal that has never existed, that is in no book, you do the Google photo thing and no, no uh, result comes up, if it has cloven hooves, and if you're 100% sure that it's not a pig, you can eat the animal without doing any further checking. The pig is the only one there's ever been, the only one there ever will be, that has cloven hooves but doesn't chew its cud. Now, Genesis Rabbah, a fourth century collection of Midrash, is where we really start to see the rabbis not being so nice to the pig. They say that the pig who lies down and displays his cloven hooves as if to say, look at me, I'm ritually clean, is similar to the Romans, who we didn't like very much at the time. And the Romans, the rabbis say, ruled with, said they ruled with law and order, but in reality pillaged those who were under their power. And the Sefer Sharet Tzedek of No Relation, a 16th century Kabbalist book, compares the pig to the tree of knowledge in the Garden of Eden because it too appeared to be kosher but was not. So now not only does the pig look kosher, it's pretending to be a kosher animal. It's the quintessential example of an imposter, like the fishing, vishing, and smishing. I, I never knew that's what they were called. Fishing is email, vishing is phone, and smishing is those fake texts. Just like those scams, the pig is trying to fool us into thinking that it is something it is not. And this, of course, is why those scams are so frustrating. Even if we know 99 out of 100 times that they're fake, that one that happens to be our bank that gets us, and we click the link before we realize what we've done. Now, First of all, I promise, if you ever get an email from me asking for eBay gift cards, and I know many of you have already, please know that it is not me. If I ever need an eBay gift card, I will call you, and I won't have a robotic voice. It will, it will be me. And I also promise never to offer any of you a free month of Netflix. But if I were the rabbis, I would have put a different spin on this whole pig ordeal. And I guess, lucky for me, I am one, so I can. Yes, the pig looks like something it isn't. But rather than blame the pig like the rabbis seem to do, we should use our discomfort as an opportunity to look at ourselves. We have to think about our own role when we're scammed. It's upon us to do research to take the extra step of logging into our bank account 
rather than clicking the link in the email. To get to know someone before making assumptions about them. To make sure we know what lies beneath the surface in any given situation. We can be scammed when we look at others as well. This section of Torah is a beautiful teaching around the time of Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Remembrance Day, which we observed yesterday. It's a reminder that we can't judge a book by its cover. Yesterday, we remembered the victims of the Holocaust, and we're currently seeing the existence of bias and dangerous assumptions, seeing hatred based on race, sexuality, gender, nationality. It's plaguing our country. It's plaguing our world. We know far too well the danger of something being judged without fully understanding it. The pig has the potential to teach us that what we see on the outside is only a small part of the story. Literally, the pig teaches us that we have to look inside to learn one's true essence. A 19th century Lithuanian rabbi, Yisrael Salanter, makes an interesting observation. Only twice in the Torah are we commanded to not eat pork, yet every Jew knows that it's forbidden. But the Torah commands us many more times to refrain from gossip and hateful speech, yet many observant Jews do not sense that they're violating the Torah when they speak ill of others. Many Jews choose to eat pork and many choose not to. But far too few of us think about the implications of our assumptions when we make judgments on others based on initial impressions and the hurtful words and acts that we commit against others without fully understanding what lies beneath. And this reading also challenges us to think about who we appear to be and who we really are. While none of us, I hope, are sending scam emails, we too can appear to be something we're not. And even if our goal is not to trick someone, when our actions don't match the values we appear to espouse, it's time to check our own links to make sure that we are leaving the impact on the world we know we should be, even at those times when others can't see. We live in a world in which click here now dominates, but we must take time to understand what we're clicking, to look beneath the surface, and to understand before we act. On this Shabbat, may we strive to understand the other's authentic self, the uniqueness of each person's reality. And as we do, may we create our own authentic selves, in a way that we can be kosher, that we can be fit to exist in God's world, and striving to create a world in which we can all trust one another and live together in peace, as we say.